Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more recordings of our sermons and our podcasts, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Cologne. I'm Dave I'm McMurray. No! I'm Chris Webster with a Dave hat on. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Such a good Fun. hat. Yeah. It's Dav E is the it's hat. Pronounced <laughs> Davey. It's, it's pronounced Davey, Joey. That's Davey. how you just kidding. It is uh, Davy. Uh, I thought it was Dave. Mm. Uh, I'm so confused. All right. Well, we're a, a little short on podcast uh, host today, I guess. Nobody wanted to join us. But Kendrick the Faithful and uh, Chris the Beanie Wearer are here with me and Dave today. And uh, we're going to talk about the end of Daniel because it's over now. We've finished the Daniel series. This week, Dave shoved out two chapters. Mm. 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 It was painful, mm. but I did it. And he didn't even go two hours long. I was so impressed. Right. When he was like, this week is 11 and 12. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. We're going to be here for a long time. But we weren't. Yeah. What was your title this week? Trust Trust God's Plan? Trust God's Plan. Yeah. And trust God's plan or trust his plan? You noticed the name of my file, Mm -hmm. huh? I changed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't change the name of the file. But, yeah, the original was Trust His Plan and... For whatever reason, I won't go into it. Changed it to trust God's plan. <laughs> I like it. Solid move. <clears throat> mm, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Good move. Mm. All right. Yes. Two out of four proof. <laughs> Three out of four proof. I was going to make a joke. <laughs> See if you get this one. It's over, mm-hmm. but it's not over. Is it over? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the series is over, but we're in the middle of it, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have to. We're in the telescope. I have to jump off for a second. Sorry, I have to take a phone call. <laughs> Seriously, this is gonna be a, this is this is one for the books, boys. It's gonna happen. This is good. All right, we're staring. All right, so how's your day? <laughs> Man, amazing. All right. I would like to start off by thanking our partial sponsors, Zero Sugar Monster. Thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermons past Sunday. For more recordings of our sermons and our podcast, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Clone. I'm Dave McMurray. I'm Kendrick Spells. And I'm Chris wearing a Dave hat. <laughs> yeah, Chris recreated what happened earlier. Well, we are uh, trying to figure out what we're doing today. Things have been already fun and an adventure. And if you don't watch us on YouTube or Facebook and you just listen to the podcast stream, there's bonus content this week. 13 minutes and 59 <laughs> seconds of it. If you want to go find it, have fun enjoying what just happened. Uh, and you can always find that by subscribing to our Patreon. But this week, we're... Uh, <laughs> just kidding. We have no Patreon. Um, this week, we finished Daniel, the book of Daniel. Dave shoved in chapter 11 and 12 this week. Um, and he mm-hmm. only went like 45 minutes. So, yeah. he, he uh, somehow pulled it off. And we're now finished... With our sermon series on the book of Daniel. Ta-da. Ta-da. It feels really weird. We we did all of this a minute ago, and we're doing it again now. And it just feels weird and fake to be like, Dave finished, and it was only 45 minutes. I'm trying to like recreate, recreate my comments from earlier. It's really mm. weird. I don't like it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hang on. You uh, can do it. Your sermon right, title. we're done now. Week. We've recreated everything. Mm-hmm. Almost, yeah. We've almost recreated everything. Our sermon title this week was Trust God's Plan from Daniel 11 and Daniel 12. It was our last week, and next week is Advent. And we start in the book of Matthew, the first two Mm -hmm. chapters next week. Is that right? Yep, Matthew. 
Yep, yep, Matthew. Yep, yep, Matthew. Yep, yep, Matthew. Well, Daniel series was what to do when the world falls apart. Am I forgetting that? Is that accurate? That's right. That's it. Okay. I almost said if. What to do when the world falls apart because it feels like the world's falling apart. Mm -hmm. That's why you chose that, right? Something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been a crazy year. I don't know if anybody has picked up on it, but 2020 has been unusually, (laughs) unusually bizarre and strange and frustrating for a lot of people. For a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we figured we'd look back at Daniel and at Babylon Mm. and see how to trust God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was this week, trusting his plan. Mm -hmm. You want to tell us a little bit about Daniel 11 and 12? Yeah, it's the ending, uh, just kind of formally the way the book is structured. Chapter 10, 11, and 12 are all one unit. So... The rest of the book is pretty cleanly like each chapter is a, you know, unified chunk. But then when you get to the end, 10, 11, and 12 are all a final vision that he gets from a heavenly messenger and just kind of final words, final vision. It's the most detailed vision. So there's a lot of setup in chapter 10, which I preached a couple weeks ago. And then there's the vision in chapter 11, which is really detailed. It's the most detailed vision in all of the book. And then chapter 12 has some kind of you know, follow up final words to Daniel personally. Um, And so I broke it into from a sermon outline, three pieces. The first, first piece, trusting that suffering has boundaries was focusing on the really detailed prediction of the ups and downs, the hard times that are coming for the people of God. And so that was like one point for, I don't know, 44 verses. I need to double check a lot of verses. I didn't, I did not line by line cover all those verses. I tried to just kind of cover why, why he was giving that material because he'd given that material in chapter two and seven and eight and 10, you know, so he's kind of repeating it, but going into more detail. So the, the boundaries on the suffering. And then the second point was from the first part of chapter 12, where he talks about the resurrection. So it's, it's one of the really, Actually, I think it's the only just really explicit naming of the resurrection of the dead in the Old Testament. The rest of the allusions to resurrection are more, you know, poetic maybe from the Psalms. And then the last little part was how our life matters. Kind of, Daniel, go do your thing. Don't worry about it. Don't stress out. Um, So I tried to make the application that our life matters in the cosmic spoke, cosmic scope of what god is doing our little lives matter or your little mm. life matters that's a shirt mm. <laughs> yes well what did you leave out of your sermon i figure a two-chapter <laughs> sermon you had to ditch something what did you what ditch? Did I leave out <laughs> mm-hmm. well i mean you could you could go line by line and show how the predictions were fulfilled. Um, and I tried to allude to that in the first few verses just to give people a taste of that. You know, we've got the rise and fall of the Persian kingdoms and then the rise and fall of Alexander the Great. That all happens in the first few verses. And then he goes into huge detail about then the Ptolemies and the Seleucids and the rise of the kings between Alexander the Great and Antiochus Epiphanes. And he gives a lot of detail then on Antiochus Epiphanes. So it's kind of like, uh, increasing focus and close up as you get to this really evil leader uh, that desecrated the temple in 164 BC. Um, and so it's like a few verses covering a few kings and kingdoms, and then a few more verses covering the transition to Antiochus, and then even more verses covering Antiochus himself. And then a little bit, that's where it gets weird, a little bit about than future stuff and that man that was the complicated that was the hardest part preparing wise i didn't really share much out of my preparations because i studied a ton and walked away not really being sure about some of that stuff so just skipped it you did it (laughs) and you did a great job i think you you mentioned this later on but i think there's a temptation with Mm -hmm. prophecy but also with um with all the bible you've said this before is there's a temptation to like major on the minors like like, there's these things we yeah. actually understand. There's plenty we actually understand, but there's a temptation mm-hmm. to, like, 
spend all our time on the one, what was that one thing? Or, you know, uh, and again, that's not just prophecy, but all of scripture. It's like, well, it gave me, the Bible gave me five really clear things, but they're hard. Or I can go mm-hmm. to the confusing thing and spend all my time trying to figure out what that meant. Um, you know, and it's so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think you've always done a good job of that. And I think this was a good, you made that point of um, mm-hmm. like, we know, we know some things that came to pass and that was really clear. So that gives us an, a picture of, of God knowing and telling it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the main point. I think, I think you said that pretty well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was really fascinated by the parallel fuzziness pattern <laughs> between Matthew 24 and 25 and the section. So, you know, with Jesus, he's like, oh, this stuff is going to happen for sure. Get ready for it. And then he's like, and then fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. And then I come back and you're not going to know when I'm going to come back. You know, it's this weird, like <laughs> he's giving really close, definite stuff. And then there's fuzzier stuff. And I think the application for both is is live ready, be ready, trust that God is in charge. Um, but that parallel was, was interesting. We basically live in the fuzzy time, you know, like we live in the between, you know, the prophets saw Christ coming and his second coming as one thing, basically. And we live in the middle mm-hmm. of that, you know, we live between his first and second coming. So it's a strange, it's a strange time to live. I thought it was, I thought it was cool too. Like, I mean, as we're making this transition from Daniel to Advent, so I was helping kind of shine up the mm-hmm. advent thing up, update a little we have an advent devotional if you guys haven't grabbed uh. it yet it's slash advent um so dave and i and, and even my wife were working on that and i just thought that was cool because the first week is hope and so mm-hmm. in the devotional we go way back to you know even i was thinking through the edemic covenant of like you know, Adam and Eve getting kicked out of the garden and but there's this po- poetry there saying that that there's gonna be a, a rescuer that's sent, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so there, that I think that was beautiful. Seeing, like diving into that, that's the way beginning of this hope and this prophecy. But then we even see see Daniel wrestling with that again, and then we know there's this scriptural uh, silence we see right between between the mm-hmm. prophets and and Jesus coming a little bit. Like there's just kind mm-hmm. of this. I don't know how long is that? Like four hundred years is it? Or I have that number in my head. Yeah, I think it's four hundred. Yeah, and then and then this just explosion of of like here's Jesus, like he's here. You know, um, I mean, there's you know these stirrings of John the Baptist and things like that, and then Jesus is here. Uh, so I think that's such a cool connection, even between. So again, it's like this uh, these little pictures that show our picture where da- Daniel's being told these things and he doesn't quite understand, and we get to skip it. The ch- you know skip ahead and. And start celebrating mm-hmm. Christmas and say, and look how it was fulfilled, you know. And then, but we're we're in the same spot as Daniel, where it's like, man, how is this going to happen? We don't know, you know. We mm-hmm. would love to look at the next chapter and see what the second coming looks like, but but someday we will. Someday will it'll be it'll be the same picture of God's faithfulness and and us getting to celebrate it, and the the waiting and the longing will be over. So I think that's just such a cool thing now that Advent is on my mind that it, it parallels so so nicely like that. Mm. Yes. Well, it's interesting because I think the the detailed prophecies that those are also like a protection against those years of silence. Mm. So as you're talking about those that time of silence. You know, it's like here. Here's a lot of explanation, so you're not totally freaked out by an absence of prophecy for many years. So, yep. Um, which is yeah, pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> Point one: trust that suffering has boundaries. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I have one question for this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. What well, you guys <laughs> might have more, but mine sure. is: you used. Uh, you use the analogy of like a stopwatch at practice and mm-hmm. coach setting boundaries for your suffering. It might feel like a long time, might feel like forever. Mm. Um, and I guess my question is, what what is that boundary then? I don't know that you you clearly said like for the Christian, their suffering, the boundaries are this. Mm. Good, Does that make sense point. or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so really, I think I was trying to get to the idea that 
if God is in control and this kingdom's going to, there's this pattern, this king rises up and then he loses his power. This king rises up and he loses his power. So whichever king is in power, which in chapter 11, there's like, you know, 20 of them, whatever king is in power and he's hurting you, know that that's going to end. And then there's going to be, things are going to get better. And then there's going to be another kingdom. So I think I was trying to really focus on the cyclical nature of that coming up and down and that God's got it. It doesn't mean it's out of control. You know, God's God's still in charge. And so things are going to get hot and then they're going to cool off. Things are going to get hot and then they're going to cool off. God is in charge. You know, and then really chapter 12, I think, is is the ultimate end. Chapter 12 is the resurrection. That's the ultimate end. So, um, so I think there's a seasonal aspect of it, which would be a boundary. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the ultimate end, the end of everything. God wipes away every tear. He makes all things right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I guess those would be kind of two boundaries, an ultimate boundary where it all stops forever and a s- kind of seasonal rising and falling of different administrations and kingdoms. Yep. I guess related question then, mm-hmm. does God ever give us more than we can handle? We hear that all the time, right? Like, mm. God would never give me more than I can handle. Mm. I feel like that's related. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it depends on what you mean by that, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking up the verse that, that is the closest to that, I think. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. So that's a promise that I think people translate into that. Um, And so in the sense that God gives us a way out to flee temptation is is a promise we have. But we also know martyrs die you know <laughs> hebrews 11 it's pretty clear some some people get sawn in half other people survive through the flame you know so well i mean there's a difference between temptation and mm-hmm. persecution or right or uh what is the word you use suffering suffering right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a diff there's a yes yeah it's different kingdoms, right? The earthly kingdom versus the heavenly mm-hmm. kingdom. And, and we wrestle with that of what does victory look mm-hmm. like for God versus my own understanding of it. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, mm-hmm. like like you said, that what are the boundaries? And I think what I, what mm-hmm. I gleaned, my abstract summary was uh, God. the boundaries God says are that suffering is not endless and it's not ultimate. That's, that's what the Christian... Mm-hmm can cling to right mm-hmm. like there will mm-hmm. this these promises there will be an end to this like um mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. also we don't we don't get cast away forever we get to be with mm-hmm. god so it's not ultimate it's not the uh, and then i mean bigger than all of that god is with us right again back to emmanuel yeah. and advent and yeah god is with mm-hmm. us in the suffering so mm-hmm. So there's, uh, we're not alone, but anyway, sorry. Those were just some thoughts when you were asking that Joey, um, but, but that's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Does God give you more than your hand you can handle <clears throat> on one hand? I would mm. say totally. Kind of, yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> on your own mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Kendrick? Kind of when, when you first made the point, mm-hmm. I, I wrote trust that suffering has boundaries. Then I wrote, uh, quotations limits question mark mm-hmm. uh in my notes <clears throat> especially once you did the like uh stopwatch analogy mm-hmm. i was thinking more along the lines of like something chris said sort of of like time mm-hmm. uh suffering more like uh uh this how long will this suffering last sort of thing god has already given us these prophecies of what the future will look like uh, and and it's easy to be like, this is lasting too long. This mm. isn't over yet. Like how long, when is, yeah, that, which is, I know we're in Daniel, but which is a great, mm. like, uh, uh, quoted thing sort of in the Psalms often of how long does the suffering last and limitations sort of has that overtone too. But so I was mm. thinking along the lines of, okay, we have this prophecy, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you mentioned too that there's some blurs about the specific 
timing of it, mm-hmm. but we do have these prophecies. Mm-hmm. We do know that Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just don't have the specific timing. So I think for me, it was sort of encouraging to know that, okay, it won't be forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, suffering won't be forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has kind of promised us his kingdom yeah. in the end. And I don't want that to sound like a cop out, like I'm just waiting around because we've mm-hmm. definitely talked about that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, just a, as a general sort of overtone, right, that these this, these things are going through this suffering it won't last forever. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we'd like more specificity than he gives us. Yeah. And so that's what's interesting about prophecy, that, that pattern, like I was talking about, there's always some, some clear specificity of like, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do that thing, but people see it fulfilled and they're like, okay, he's, he's keeping his promises. So then we, we trust him for the non-specific thing. <laughs> so like he's he's trustworthy because he fulfilled these specific prophecies. And then when he says, and then just hold on and we'll get there, we can trust him because we're like, okay, he's earned my trust now. Mm-hmm. The two two scriptures that came to mind for me to talk about more than you can handle and all, all that. Second Peter 1, 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a life of, for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Hmm. So again, it lands on God, it being the, the center mm-hmm. of it. And then the other one was uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So there is that that connection mm-hmm. of God's given us everything we need and everything we need is him, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. he's the mm-hmm. one who leads and guides. So I think that's, again, just another way of saying all the things you did save. Like, yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. keep his promises because he's the one we we can ultimately, the only thing we can trust in. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So yeah. your applications about suffering and not, not and having boundaries, not lasting forever, we're what uh, grieve, pray, persevere. Uh, persevere. Yeah, grieve, yeah. pray, persevere. Mm-hmm. Can't scroll fast enough today. <laughs> My mouse is being wonky. Yeah, that's it's like a cycle. It's steps that we go through, and we keep going through it. And I think we we tend to want to like short circuit those, you know, turn them into just one of those steps. But I think all the steps are pretty important. I feel like that's your application a lot. Does that say something? Mm-hmm. That your application often is like repent or grieve mm-hmm. and pray yeah. and hold on. I think so. I think uh, I think it comes up again and again and again. <laughs> I think this is like the, you know, in football we call it like blocking and tackling, you know, the basics. Or in, in uh, basketball I think it's like dribbling and Passing, you know, I'm not sure what what it is in all the sports. I don't play that many sports. I think in some of them you have to shoot, you know, in order to shoot to score. (laughs) Man, but they're like these basics. You just drill and drill and drill and drill. You know, the fundamentals. Fundamentals. Yeah. Man, I had a a cool little tie-in with the worship team when we were getting ready for Sunday. I'll read uh, the Psalm of the day. So uh, Sunday was the 22nd. So I'll read. Psalm 22, and and uh, and try to pray some of those themes. So we're not just always praying the exact same thing. But man, it was just like it struck me by how perfect it was for for this that we're talking about. So mm. it's um, and famously, this is the psalm that uh, I believe that that Jesus spoke part of it. And we were, you know, there's been guesses mm-hmm. as to whether he was actually saying the whole thing in his head because he had it memorized anyway yeah. um but yeah this this shows that perfect the grieving but trusting also <laughs> thing so it says mm-hmm. um just the f- first few verses my god my god why have you forsaken me why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning mm-hmm. oh my god i cry by day but you do not answer and by night but i find no rest and then there's this turn, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And then again, perfect tie-in, in you our fathers trusted, they trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, in you they trusted and were not put to shame. Um, 
so again i think that just to me that it was i was just thinking right now how perfect that is of this like crazy honest grieving right like that even jesus was mm-hmm. saying god where are you like what's happening you know this just desperate grieving mm-hmm. on the cross uh, and you know david saying it first and then jesus quoting it later uh, but then there's that mm-hmm. that amazing thing of but I, I know that you kept your promises to to those who've gone before me to my fathers they trusted mm-hmm. and you delivered them they cried to you and were rescued i think that's such a cool cool pattern we see over and over again and kind of what you're saying uh, grieve pray persevere right um feel those honest mm-hmm. feelings but mm-hmm. but take them to god and then keep keep going Mhm. Mhm. Very good. Yeah. Point two. Anybody else have anything else for point one? No, I don't think so. Point two. (laughs) All right. Point two is trust that resurrection is coming. Mm. And this is from the beginning of chapter twelve. So your first point was all of Daniel chapter eleven. Yeah. Second point starts yep. Daniel chapter 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And where do you get your point uh, point title from? Trust that resurrection is coming. Where's that idea come from? Uh, verse 2. Yeah. Um, well, really verse 1 and 2. End of verse 1 says, Your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And then verse 2 says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Uh, so that's the explicit naming of this, you know, waking up from the dust, resurrection, bodily resurrection, which is an important hope in Christianity that sometimes we we miss the bodily part of that. I think everybody is aware of the eternal life concept, but sometimes we make that a kind of Greek floating around mind soul thing, but not a bodily thing. And scripture actually promises a bodily resurrection, a new heavens and a new earth, a restoring of the physical world. So that's like mind blowing and weird for us to imagine, but somehow, you know, heaven will actually ultimately be physical. It'll be a physical creation which is weird but awesome <laughs> um, not going to ask what I'm thinking um, so your illustration was no I was going to make some stupid comment about how people are buried and if that matters oh, then if there's bodies but but it I don't remember how fast you went to the two types of resurrection. I remember you talking about that. Um, that's the section, yeah, Dave? Yeah, verse 2 says, yeah, resurrection to everlasting life and to everlasting contempt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a good and bad resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'd heard it said in that way in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that's mm-hmm. interesting. I- I'm always kind of like watching keeping my eye on these trends in culture and even christian subculture of how much do we talk mm-hmm. about one thing or another and I, you know we've mm. said before like yeah. there, there was this pretty long period of time where mostly what we talk about is god loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life right and so before mm-hmm. that i guess that was probably a reaction to what came before which was fire and brimstone land and then it became you know it's just the opposite and and the bible keeps doing yeah. both things and saying yeah, there's there's glorious goodness and kindness, and there's also eternal judgment, and and there mm-hmm. should be fear and hope, um, depending mm-hmm. on who who and what you're trusting in. Um, I think that was such a good reminder, um, and it made me also think of of it just even even the approaching the topic of sin with with non-believers is I feel like is kind of sometimes avoided or i don't know if y'all see that like culturally happening um Mm -hmm. but i was just reminded how important that is i was listening to a podcast about sorry i know this is a bit of a rabbit trail but it was interesting to me i was listening to this podcast about different worldviews and there's this there's a strong stream of thought 
that's trying to define what is it that we have in common and what makes us different. Um, so a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. these worldviews are talking about power versus non-power, and and it really that's kind of a divisive. That can be such a divisive thing because it says fundamentally some people have power and fundamentally some people don't have power and there's nothing that unites us really there there's they're completely different camps you can't really understand each other you can't really learn from each other just such a dangerous thing and anyway one of the things the person on the podcast said was that we need to remember that our that one our create there's things that do unite us from a christian worldview of we are all created in god's image mm. And we all have a fallen nature that we've all sinned. And that was that was the one. Um, and then that Jesus is our only hope. So those are kind of big three things. But that middle one of like, we all have a fallen nature actually unites us in a in a common empathy of like, I'm no better mm-hmm. than you. I right. Like, I need to confess. I need I need Jesus. And so do you. And like, so when we take away that, like, commonality of a fallen state and the need for a savior there's this danger of of separating us even more and saying oh you know we're just going to find the ways we're different and not remember wow we're all in need of a savior so again there's my giant rabbit trail (laughs) that's where my brain went but i do think like talking about judgment but talking about it in a way of we all deserve that that's where we were all headed Mm -hmm without Jesus mm-hmm. is such a huge and important thing. It's not a pride of we're the cool Christians that were smart and figured it out. It's man, we all, we all deserved the, the bad kind of resurrection, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I got new city catechism stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. again. Tell it, say it. What, what? And thus our need of a savior. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a jam. <laughs> <laughs> we all deserve the bad type of Man, resurrection that's, that's interesting mm-hmm. that uh chris kind of went there because the title uh trust the resurrection is coming mm-hmm. that's a point there is uh i mean he just touched on you did go on both sides but mm. just that's a scary truth for the Christian and the skeptic. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, especially sort of like Chris was saying, we all have a fallen nature, especially for the skeptic. Mm-hmm. Trust the resurrection is coming mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all have need and hope for the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Mm. That was my, that's all mm. I have to say. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I on the same wavelength, Kendra, kind of because it made me think about your your point or illustration that Christians grieve differently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, man, well, we should be living differently too, where you know we would we would very much more grieve a lost neighbor who who dies than a brother, you know, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't, my yeah. words aren't really coming, but so, you know, you're talking about funerals and Christians grieving differently mm-hmm. um, from first Thessalonians four. And uh, I don't know. It just made me think, man, we should also, I don't know, value life differently or live our yeah. life in such a way that we want to be able to celebrate people at people's mm-hmm. funerals kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But. Yeah. We, we grieve those who don't know the Lord. Right. That's, that's mm-hmm. a, a terrifying thought for us. Well, and I think what Jerry's saying too, is we, we should proactively long to, to not have to grieve in that way. Right. To, to reach mm-hmm. those. So they're mm-hmm. saved. I think I, that, that ties in a lot with what I was thinking of. Um, I, I can't remember the scripture, but, but it's just, uh, I think a rhythm in the in the scriptures of those who are perishing, like this f- that phrase, mm-hmm. I don't feel that in my heart as much as I should. Like the those around mm-hmm. me who don't trust Jesus, they're perishing. Like um, I remember, yeah. I remember hearing a, an atheist saying that's one of the things that um, that he doesn't like about Christianity. He actually doesn't. It doesn't. It, might, it doesn't bother him when Christians try to preach to him. Because if they actually believe it, that's what mm. they should be doing. It bothers him more when yeah. they don't, because that means they don't really think he's he's going to punishment, like that he is lost. 
Um, it was the uh, Penn and yeah, Teller guy. I remember here. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a really mm-hmm. interesting video. If y'all want to oh, Google yeah. it, it's Could fascinating. Could only be one of them, right? Because only one yeah. of them speaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, the, it's the one that talks. <laughs> For the record, it's the one that talks. So. <laughs> no, I think it was the other guy. I, I think it was the other guy. I read it in his face. But yeah, but yeah, that... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a cool, I mean, that takes some, some pretty, yeah. some pretty honest thinking from on his part, but, but yeah, that is like, do we feel that those around us are perishing without this? Cause that's, if we believe yeah. it, that's what, that's what scripture says. And we would be in the well, same boat. And I don't, I don't know that I connected the dots as explicitly as I could have, but that's really what Paul's application is in first Corinthians 15. And in Colossians one, he's saying, He's really saying that's what being steadfast and immovable is. Hmm. For myself, I'm steadfast and immovable that the gospel is my only hope. But that makes me steadfast and immovable on behalf of my friends and neighbors as well, that mm-hmm. I might want to get caught up in campaigning that, you know what, politics will really fix your life and I can get all caught up in politics or education or or money or health. But really, I've got to remain steadfast and immovable that the gospel is what they really need and what I really need. Um, and that's tricky because, you know, and I talked about this a little bit, we, we live in this world and we are to care about these other things too, but not in a way that we make them ultimate. Ultimately, we care about the gospel and that that's, that's the most important thing. That's the fundamental of all fundamentals. So, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think uh, to tie some of that in together, I like how – I don't want to say just the Old Testament, but I do like mm. how direct the Old Testament prophecies are. Mm. Um, it it kind of gives me this like sense of boldness when mm. I'm trying to share the gospel with others. I remember at the start of the coronavirus, we had a meeting, and I think I shared with you all that my neighbor's husband had passed away. Mm. And the thing that she said to me was, will he be resurrected with Christ again? And at first I was going to be like, absolutely, because I know she's a believer. But then I was like, wait, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't think he was a believer of Christ. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, surely you guys like pray together, read the scriptures, just trying to get some clarity. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I never directly told him his sin, his need for the gospel. Mm. And just I just kind of like would hint at him. Like with, Mm -hmm. you know, like churchy phrases, Mm -hmm. oh, y'all need Jesus, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, those sort of things. But she was like, never really like made me share the gospel like explicitly with him, the nasty truth of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, now she anyways, now she has this entire campaign of uh, small, I don't want to call them small. They're like high school age uh, teens Mm -hmm. that that have questions about the gospel but her entire campaign is sort of like tell the ugly truth of scripture. And so she took this, I don't know, second person's name. She took this person's video hmm. that says the most terrifying truth in scripture is that God is good. We're not. Hmm. We're all sinners. Hmm. We're all fallen. Hmm. And her, I guess, push now is sort of that uh, we need to share this gospel with people hmm. directly, explicitly. And she went to this whole thing where. She's a heavy Old Testament reader and all that. But I said all that to say that encouraged me a ton. Hmm. And uh, now when we read the Old Testament and some of these prophecies and things, especially in Daniel, I'm like, man, this is very direct stuff. Mm -hmm. This is like very matter of fact. And uh, even in our applications of praying and grieving and continuing on, it's like when I pray, uh, am I just praying for myself to be okay during these weird times and mm-hmm. suffering? Am I also considering praying for my neighbor that God would allow mm-hmm. uh, uh, a way for me to share the gospel boldly with them as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of these things and being and even uh, seeing that all the way through, uh, because now I'm on a journey with another neighbor down the block. And it's not it's not like an overnight thing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh Sometimes I'm like, ah, man, he just he just doesn't get it. But I have to wake up and be like, okay, let's take this angle today. Let's mm. let's keep. I'm still constantly grieving for his soul mm. on a daily basis as well. So mm. yeah, that all of what you guys said made me think of that. That's Sorry, good. No, I had, that's that was good. my rabbit trail for the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good. You get one more. We have enough time for one more. <laughs> good, good rabbit trail. Well, that's yeah. That's cool. I mean, summarizing what you said, the good news doesn't make sense without the bad news, or mm-hmm. and the Bible mm-hmm. includes the best news and the yeah. worst news. I mean, truly, it does. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. My 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 conviction as you were talking was, we don't. I mean, again, we have to present the bad news, but we don't relish it, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I think we should mm-hmm. be prayerfully saying, God, help, help, uh, open the door for them to see that this is true. Because I think that we talk about the mm-hmm. gospel being offensive. And I think that's why mm-hmm. is it includes the worst news ever is that you're not mm-hmm. enough on your own and you can't be enough. Mm-hmm. You need a savior. And that is, that is mm-hmm. like against the idol of our day, which is self. Yeah. Right. And it's all, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's kind of always mm-hmm. been that, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a good word. Well, instead of talking about how crummy and small and worthless we are, let's talk <laughs> about point three, that we can trust that our little life matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of been talking about ways that our little life can matter, right? We're not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not all talking bad. but And this one is the, I guess, the second half slash end of... Chapter 12 of Daniel. Verses 8 through 13, a little phrase is repeated. Verse 9 says, go your way, Daniel. And then verse 13 says it again, go your way till the end, and then you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place. Um, And that comes out of verse 8. He was like, I I don't understand. You know, like, I don't get, I don't understand all this. And he's encouraged, go on, you know, go your way fulfill your ministry, you keep walking, yeah, you're not going to get it all. You know, it's like, it is bigger than you. Um, But you go your own way, you fulfill your role, you walk in your lane, you do your part. And I thought that was just such a beautiful picture, especially the contrast because Daniel is like a, a Bible rock star. And you see the end of the book, he's, he's like this little confused child at the end of this vision, you know, he's just like, what, what is going, you know, like, what is all this? When is it going to happen? How's this going to go? I don't understand. And they're like, just go your own way, Daniel, go your own way. Um, and I think that's a good application for us as to, too, because we will always be overwhelmed by the details. We'll always be overwhelmed by what we don't know. Just like Daniel was, there was stuff that was still fuzzy to him. Um, what's the Peter, there's a Peter verse about that. The prophets don't, even know exactly what they're seeing. Y'all remember? Mm, Look it up real quick. Um, Yeah, anybody have any thoughts on that? And then I I quoted the Leaf by Niggle book, which is, that's kind of what it's all about. But your little little role ends up being bigger than you thought in the new heavens and the new earth. You also quoted some non-existent Christmas song about putting one (laughs) foot in front of the other. You want me to sing it for you now? It disappeared. You got it? One foot one in front, foot in of, front the of the other. other. Do, do, yeah. do, do, do. I, that's not Soon a Christmas you'll song. you'll be walking out the door. Yeah, that's not Christmas, though. What's I knew that's the song you were thinking of as soon as you said it. And I was What's like, that's from? not Christmas. <laughs> What's you said, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Rudolph. And I was like, what? what is it? Chris Kringle? What's think... it from? Oh, oh, is it from Chris Kringle, maybe? Yeah. From Rudolph. Oh, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally uh, in one of those Christmas uh, specials. You know what? It is. Yeah. I think, no, is, it, is yeah. it Little Drummer Boy? Maybe. It's one of those, like, you know, claymation, funny, like... Yeah, burp, burp, burp. I can see it now. I You might be deceiving me, but I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a Jedi mind I trick. Where to go. You should have just kept singing it, Dave. You would have picked it up. Oh, my. For the, record, <laughs> for the record, that was point two on Persevere. That was my song for Persevere. No. I found your Bible verse, <laughs> I think. Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm. Santa Claus is coming to town, see? Wow, that's crazy. Oh, man, you were so right. I don't remember I judged you. It, it's from Frosty the Snowman, actually, okay. sorry. It's Frosty. the song. Mm. Okay. Dave, your, your verse you were looking for, I think, Matthew thirteen seventeen. Uh-huh. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you oh. hear, but did not hear it. No, that's not it. Uh, no. It's uh, a good that one. That is a good one. You, you get credit. Cool. That was a good Google. I think that's, that's a good one, though. That's, that's a good, good one. Uh, <laughs> We're way off in the yeah. weeds. Uh, Frosty yeah, the don't Snowman. Worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Leaf by Niggle, man. That, that you know, it's funny because I've, 
I've, I've never heard of that. <laughs> it sounds amazing mm-hmm. and confusing, but it mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I had had that thought um, and, sh- and kind of shared it with a couple of people of, you know, we talk about bucket lists and mm. and like mm. all the things. So, so I kind of got in there we're like, well, we make our bucket lists and there's this strange thing with the Christian life where if you're really serving others and you're really following God, um, you're not focused on your bucket list in that way. You're not like, oh, I never mm. made it to climb a mountain in Nepal, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I think of the hope of heaven is like, well, there's going to be Earth 2.0, right? Like there's going to be way mm. better efforts to climb, surely. Because like you said, there's it mm-hmm. is a physical resurrection. There's going to be more beautiful and more exciting things to do in heaven than we could ever mm. imagine. And so that kind of mm. relieves this pressure of the bucket list. It's like... Man, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna spend myself, not not like try to check these lists. I'm gonna spend my life for for Jesus, and that may mean mm-hmm. sticking in a small town and loving others without really seeing a lot of um, you know amazing. Uh, not without building an empire for myself. It's just sharing the gospel mm-hmm. faithfully or whatever it is. Um, raising yeah. kids day by day by day, um, like that doesn't feel glamorous. But my mm. my bucket list is wait until you know Earth 2.0, um, and I just man that was such a like I, I'm just starting to mm. I feel that like man I got something done today only you know only mm-hmm. twice a year do I feel that way or you know there's so many things I wanted to do with my life and mm. uh, you know I'm kind of in the middle of it thinking man I haven't really done a ton and. Uh, that's such an mm-hmm. encouragement. Uh, I don't know what that means, and I don't know what the scriptural basis for Tolkien's, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, I did have that question, like, do you feel like <laughs> there is, like, scriptural basis for, like, or what? <laughs> Maybe you were saying it, and I was for missing it. Being but. able to see things, like, come to yeah, fruition, I yeah. guess. Well, principally, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think the literal, we get, you know, we can get lost in the literal, How how does that actually work, you know? Is there really going to be like a finished painting that comes a lot? You know, I don't know if it'll be like that, but I would say it will be better than that. You know, that's, so that would be the way I would think about it. It's more than we can ask or imagine is what Paul says in First Corinthians. I, I think we're in the spirit. We're led to work towards truth and beauty and goodness. Mm-hmm. And so whatever way we're chipping away at truth and beauty and goodness in our little little lives what we're headed for is ultimate truth and beauty and goodness, you know? So without going overly platonic, that's the whole Plato's forms concept, I think more deeply fulfilled in the new heavens, and the new earth, you know, Plato kind of got off on that, like disembodied ideas kind of stuff that led to some weird Gnosticism. But the basic concept of like, you know, we have houses here, in heaven, we'll have real houses, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we have love here in heaven. We'll have ultimate love, you know, like there's this kind of bigger, fuller blossoming in the new heavens and the new earth. Um, and so I think all of our work, you know, generally your job, you're either working to serve people or educate people or organize things or fix things or clean thing. You know, all those things are at some level making the world better and, and, so the new heavens and the new earth is going to be a sinless, better world. So we'll see that in full blossom. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a song that KB has mm-hmm. that I play, play him sometimes, mm-hmm. but the song is called Doubts. Mm. And in the song he's talking about, he's been on mission trips to Brazil. He's been on mission trips to like Africa mm-hmm. and he started his like rap career in Tampa and he had these big men's groups and all these things. Mm. But in the song, he's like, yeah, I did all that, but I don't want to die doubting God. Mm. You know, so he pulled back from doing, not to say that people watching should do this. He pulled back from all of these like, uh, uh, across the water missions that he had going on. It was like, I think I want to work more with like everyday people, mm. uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make sure that I continue into the end. So I ended up watching one of his interviews and one of his reasons for doing this as far as like application wise was just simply that, uh, there is something about, uh, uh, individuals who longed for 
for a new heaven that mm-hmm. didn't have a bad life. You know, he was going to these third world countries and it seemed like at some point their only hope was to die and to live with Christ. And they mm-hmm. had no hope here. Mm-hmm. But he said there was something encouraging about people, working middle class people mm-hmm. who had decent lives but still longed mm-hmm. for to be with Christ in the end. Mm-hmm. And so that helped him on his everyday journey sort of like continue uh, in the faith. And he said there he sort of found more um, strength and, and more things about God's goodness were kind of revealed to him. And I thought that was an interesting thing uh, going back to sort of what Chris was saying um, about his bucket list. And I'm like, man, yeah, sometimes we actually do accomplish what's on our bucket list and we still have this sense of like, Okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, this not fulfilled. Oh, um, yeah. sense of I'm not fulfilled. It's not enough. Yeah. And so we just have to really place all of our hope and trust and fulfillment in Christ. Mm. That's Ecclesiastes, right? Ecclesiastes is he's like, all right, I'm at the top and it's not enough. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. man, I was going to say, I mean, that's that's the hope of of the resurrection and the new earth is that that work and experiences take their pro- proper place. Right. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're taken away from the pedestal and the idolatry that we we fall into so easily. Like like your your Keller quote, Dave. Like you won't be puffed up by success or devastated by setbacks. Like if you can try mm. to imagine when everything's right and good. Like God invented work, but mm. but the thorns weren't there, <laughs> right? He, like mm-hmm. what what does farming yeah. without thorns look like? I don't even know. Like when you're not fighting the earth, <laughs> can't I, even imagine. I don't it. even know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he also created what is child rearing without pain? Yeah, don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. And and he invented creativity, right? So I have this yeah. like this sense of heaven's gonna we're gonna have things to do. <laughs> like we're mm-hmm. gonna have things to do, but it's not gonna be ultimate. It's not gonna be an idolatrous. This is where I find my identity, and if this doesn't go well, I mean, I don't know how that works. There will be no tears. So, what, what does resistance look like? But there's probably effort of some kind, you know. So anyway, I just I, that's mm-hmm. that's as close as I could get to um, to what we're what to imagine that kind of leaf by niggle thing is like. You're given something to do, but it's joyously under the protection of God and knowing you're His, and you you know you can like chase those experiences but not to fulfill you just to see mm-hmm. god better and experience joy in the way he intended it and that that's gonna be awesome mm-hmm. i'm ready let's do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and just a warning if you buy and read leaf by nickel mm-hmm. it feels like what it's teaching it feels slow meandering <laughs> and like this is not as clear as I thought it would be, you know, and that's part of the beauty of it, right? Because that's part of what it's trying to teach. It's like our life feels kind of like distracted and meandering and weird. And then in the end, we see fully, you know. Um, so anyway, it's kind of cool because mm. I'd read that Keller book years ago and was all geeked out and ready to read Leaf by Niggle someday. And then when we actually read it, I was like, huh. Okay, that was kind of weird, you know. <laughs> it's, it's all weird and artsy, but it, but good. I mean, it's it is good, but it's yeah, anticlimactic, which is exactly what it's all about. Mm. Nice. Mm. Well, you concluded by going back to your title, talking about trusting God's plan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this might be a spoiler for Advent. So, if you want no spoilers, cover your ears. But trusting God's plan, there's a big... Re- no, you have to give the spoiler, Dave. Oh, I'm giving the spoiler. Okay, <laughs> I know, I was cheating. So. But uh, trusting God's plan, big reveal. What's the plan that we're trusting? It's Jesus. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love. I love how the incarnation makes... All of these complex things that we learn about a person and Jesus, you know, he is the word. He is the plan. He is salvation. He is the way, you know, we're like, I don't, you know, John 14, they're like, we don't know where we're going. He's like, I'm the way, like I'm the way, just follow me. And in John 11, what I ended with 
Uh, they're all upset about the resurrection. They're having this debate. He's talking to Martha, who's kind of like the theological one out of the two th- sisters. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's going to be a resurrection, but my brother's dead, you know? <laughs> but no, right now he's dead. And, and Jesus is like, I am the resurrection and the life. And he brings it back to himself. He's, he's calling her, you know, to him. And that's a, a beautiful place to, to come back to, especially with prophecy. I mean, prophecy is so... It can be confusing um, and wearying to the mind studying all this. And so f- for me personally, I needed I needed that, you know, to come back to Jesus. Hopefully it's helpful for others. Man, in connecting, again, I, again I'm in thinking Advent, but connecting what we've been talking mm-hmm. about, um, sort of, well, when we went off on that rabbit trail of, of the bad news and the good news, like one, mm. one encouragement as we move into Advent, I think that this all this all kind of can apply to is remembering. Yeah. Remember the bad side. So I like, it's almost interesting. So when we go into Advent, we're going hope, love, joy, peace, right? Four weeks leading up to Christmas. And Jesus is the one who brings those. It almost could be helpful as you guys are doing the, your devotional or whatever to start with the opposite. So hope only makes sense. I was thinking about this. Hope only makes sense when there's hopelessness, like, you don't mm. need hope if everything's okay, right? <laughs> like, it mm. does not mm-hmm. make sense. So, like, it almost, mm. it would be a fascinating thing to do, a, a, like, a backwards advent of, like, hopelessness, what's love? Loneliness, and <laughs> right? Mm. Uh, hope, love, joy, you know, sorrow. Like, start with sorrow and see how Jesus answers mm-hmm. that. And peace is the last one, right? War, strife, fighting. Jesus is the answer mm. to that. He's he's the piece that comes into the middle of that craziness. Mm. Um, and so, I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> where that comes from, but that's that's coming out of my head. So, Dude, that's helpful. Yeah. You got me jump started. Every time I do a sermon, I try to start with the fallen condition focus. Is how we were taught. That's the phrase we learned. Is like what's what's the brokenness that the grace of the word is answering. Um, so yeah, that's good. Getting me ready. Yeah. I'm now I'm studying ahead. <laughs> well, and so yeah, and bring it back to here, like trust mm-hmm. God's plan. What's the alternative mm-hmm. that you're being told and tempted to believe? It's chaos. There's nothing. No one knows There's what's no next. Plan. There's no plan. I'm all alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not what that's not what the Bible tells us. That's the the, the mm-hmm. story of Daniel, if it's nothing else, is mm-hmm. God is telling a story. You're part of it. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Mm-hmm. You know, keep pressing into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's encouraging. I, I I am definitely certain only Jesus can sort of get away with that <laughs> that answer. Mm-hmm. Man, you, it'd be crazy if, like, you put directions in the GPS and it was like, I'm the way. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, hmm. it. the fact that you had no sense of where you were going next would just absolutely eat at you. Yeah. And I think in Jesus, it's like he's the sense of direction hmm. uh, of where our, where the world and our lives are headed next. Hmm. And it's like ultimate comfort at the end of all the bad news mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that we can trust his plan. And where he's taking us yeah. in life. Yeah. Man, comforting. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The way, the truth, and the life. Like, what a, it's so hard for to really, like, wrap your mind around, like, he's the process, he's the destination, he's the power. Yeah. It's all, like, mm-hmm. comes back to that. So good. If anybody has Oswald Chambers' My Utmost for His Highest, turn to April 29th, and that day summarizes what Kendrick and Chris just said. It's really good. Mm. You could go get it out of my office if you want. Yes! It's just next door to <laughs> That's good. Um, well, I think we're, we're out of time, and I hate to abruptly uh, ch- change topics, I guess, before we're done, but mm-hmm. I think uh, we do, or we should do some, some news. We were going to do it while you were gone, and we didn't get to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we could use a couple minutes to, to do some news. We were calling it News with Kendrick and Chris, but I guess mm. we can call it with Kendrick, Chris, and Dave now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
So the the do I need a sound effect? I did one last time. I don't remember what I did. News with Chris and Kendrick and Dave. Dave could be the weatherman. But the first thing is that yeah, we started with a fun intro. So bonus content if you watch us on YouTube or Facebook. And if you were watching, you would have noticed that Chris was drinking a blue drink. We talked about. Well, magically, it's orange now. First Whoa. piece of news. Next piece <laughs> of news. Um, what do we have? New service times on December 6th. Mm-hmm. Dave or Chris, details? That's the second week of Advent. We're going to bump our 1045 service to 11. And it'll basically be the same other than the 15-minute bump. We're going to add a 9 o'clock service without broadcasting. It'll be a little shorter. And then we're going to bump our... 5 p.m. service to 4 p.m. so that we can be in more sunshine since we're heading into winter months here. Um, and then we're going to add some limited nursery care during those two morning services. We already have some kids' lessons and child care happening in the evening, but in the two morning services, we will have some limited uh, preschool youngin care that will be, uh, you know, you'll have to register for. So for, for all of that, go through the website to register and we'll have the updates there. So, let me go in order. 9 a.m. will be limited in person. Make sure to register. There won't be kids' time, and then we won't be streaming. 11 a.m. will be limited in person registration. Uh, oh, sorry. I forgot to say that. 9 a.m. will have kids. Uh, nursery, four and under. 11 a.m. will be limited in person. Make sure to register ahead of time. We will have children's time. During the service, we will have kids' time with dancing and story. <laughs> Did I miss anything on now? And we're live streaming. So if you're streaming online, watch that. And then 4 p.m. is unlimited parking lot space. You don't have to register. <laughs> you can just show up on a whim. It'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. And we have, during that time, we will have nursery and elementary and youth after the music. Mm-hmm. All of that all that happens. So Boom. Does that, Boom. Does that work? That's it, baby. Woo! Lots of things. Good thing you can rewind that and play it back if you need more. Uh, The next thing besides that is what? Newcomer's Lunch is that same Sunday, December 6th. Mm, So if you're new to Grace Bible Church, come hang out with us. We'll have a quick meeting inside, and then we'll have lunch together outside in our little park. Uh, We'll hang out and have lunch and get to meet you. So come hang out with us, Newcomer's Lunch, around 1230 on December 6th. We'll have lunch for you. We'll have a quick meeting inside, and then we'll hang out outside together in the park. Um, what else? Blood drive. Blood drive's mm-hmm. coming up December 12th. Bell County specifically needs blood. Bell County, Central Texas area, is uh, short on all types of blood. Mm-hmm. They even called me a lowly man with A-positive type blood. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we need your blood. So we're mm-hmm. hosting a blood drive at the church on December 12th. From 8.30 to 2.30, I think. Um, and you can go to begrace.org slash blood and uh, sign up for a slot to donate. There are lots of slots open right now. We would love to uh, use your blood for somebody in need. We'd love to take your blood. I don't know. It's professionals doing it. It's not us. Yes. But come on out December 12th. Uh, you can register for your slot ahead of time at begrace.org slash blood. What else? Question. Will there be Pringles here at this blood drive? Ooh, yeah. Only the best Pringles. <laughs> Only the best Pringles. Nice. Uh, yeah. uh, if you're vegan, they have um, Nutter Butters. Apparently, Nutter Butters are vegan. Ooh, so nice. I, I was gonna s- That's what they had last I was going to say last one. It's a little far ahead of time. But Christmas Eve service. We're planning it. It's going to be happy. And we're going to have kids, kids singing. Nice. So if you have kids, we're going to give you more info. So Christmas Eve is coming. <laughs> Tell Steve Guess we say what's up. Uh, <laughs> they say what's up, Steve. Um, Christmas Eve is at... Five, I believe. Five p.m.? The whole service is in the dark, in the cold. Bring your jacket mm-hmm. and some popcorn. Boom. Five o'clock? Mm-hmm. Is yep. that right? 
I don't think we said it yet, okay. but that maybe. I don't know. We're, this is the preview, man. Yeah. This is <laughs> Christmas Eve day, one service only. Yeah. 5 p.m. It will have a very special kids portion of the service. Look forward for more information or look out for more information about that. Uh, or if you have questions, Christy at BeGrace.org. They'll be doing a little uh, a service portion at the beginning of our service that I heard involves a real-life donkey. <gasps> Hopefully. Hopefully. Hmm. Hopefully. So. Hmm. All right. Any other news? Get yeah. your devos. Advent devos. BeGrace.org slash advent. Sign up for the slide team. Sign up for the slide team. team. Mm. And the camera team and the sound team. <laughs> and the camera team. And the sound team. All the tech. And the children's ministry team. And the welcome team. Or. Or. Good point. Or. And or. And or. Or the nursery on Sunday mornings. Or. Or. Or what else? Man. Well, don't miss out on any of the fun things. Exciting things. Um, that we're, we're figuring out ways to do. You know? So it's good. All right, are we out of time officially? Mm-hmm. Everybody got to go yes. do things? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will see y'all next week. Never leave us again, Dave. How dare you? We were so scared.